This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Ellis' shot may have been tipped. And Alabama does not need to foul now. And Nate Oates will say, do not foul. Keep wearing the Memphis State jerseys if you're Penny Hardaway. Make Larry Finch, Keith Lee, Elliot Perry. Gene Bartow, Dana Kirk, make them all happy. Wear the Memphis State jerseys because you played like it tonight. Very well done. What a fight out of the corner by Penny Hardaway and his guys. Desperation turns to domination. 92-78, the first win in eight seasons against a top 10 team for the Memphis Tigers. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Wednesday. Coming up 20 minutes, we'll play nickel or dime. Lightning bets in about 40 minutes, our favorite plays for tonight. Right now, though, let's go out to the Roman guest line. Joining us, Jim Root from the three-man weave. Action Network in the field of 68 to talk some college basketball. Jim, welcome to the show. And we can start with the big one last night. Memphis upsets Alabama. And it wasn't, you know, on a last shot or something. Like, that wasn't a, just a crazy, uh, barely beat him upset. They won that game by 14 points over Alabama. How surprised were you? Or were you surprised that Memphis could do what they did last night? Uh, let's. Uh, how, how should I frame this? I was surprised that it actually happened. I, I, we always knew Memphis was capable of it. Like coming coming into the year, the hype they got, the talent that the roster had, it was like, okay, this this is the the level of Memphis that we could see. But we hadn't seen it. We hadn't seen it this year. We hadn't seen it in the last four games they'd lost in a row. And early on, it seemed like okay, Alabama's knocking down some shots. They're, they got up a, a small lead early. It's going to just be another one of those nights for Memphis. But in the second half, I, I don't mean to call out the young fellow, but they, they benched Imani Bates, the 17-year-old freshman, and they went on like a, a big run and got up double digits. So it seemed like maybe they figured something out. I know Alabama was on their third straight huge game in a row, so that didn't help. But I thought last night was a lot more about Memphis realizing the feeling that it's capable of. Jim, every time I see someone uh, over the last couple of weeks talk about college basketball futures, it is followed by a take on Arizona about why they love them so much. The, the number keeps getting shorter and shorter. We're down to the mid-20s now uh, with their 9-0 and record. They're top 10 in Ken Palm. Uh, where, are you on, uh, where are you on Arizona? And uh, are, are we too late? Are you too late to jump in if you like them? 
I will join the chorus of those that are uh, professing their love for Arizona. I, I think this team is awesome. I think the talent is there. They've got a, an identity where they're ridiculous defensively because they're huge and they're long, and then they run on offense. Tommy Lloyd's infused this aggressive transition mentality in his first year coming over from Gonzaga. Uh, in terms of a futures value, I still think there's some value there. Like, I believe this is a top three, top five team and even in the mid-20s, they're not really being priced like it. Uh, I, I saw them live in Vegas against Wichita State and Michigan and jumped in at 95-1. to 1. I, got, I got real lucky oh. like an in-game price. Um, and, and by the end of that game, or by the next day, I think they were 40-1. to 1. So people were really seeing what this team is capable of. And I, I believe at mid-20s, you're still getting some value because of how good they can be, how good they are, and, and how good they will be in March. So then who do you like in this matchup between number eight, Arizona, and 18, Tennessee? Man, uh, Arizona and Tennessee, that, coming up in December. Yeah, so that one, I'd probably have to go Arizona, but it's, you know, how many great games in a row can they play? I, I just, I was so impressed at Illinois. They took that 18-0 run to, the, you know, the, the haymaker that Illinois threw in the first half. In the second half, Illinois was hot from deep. They hit 16 threes in that game. And it's in a hostile environment. Arizona's first true, well, I guess they played at Oregon State, but true tough road game there. And they just kept chugging along, ended up coming back and winning that game. So I'm not scared of the environment at Tennessee, but it would just be, can Arizona keep playing basically perfect basketball over and over again? And I kind of think the answer is yes. So I would lean towards Arizona on the road against Tennessee coming up in, in about a week. Jim, how good is USC? They are 10-0 last AP Top 25. They were number 10. I look at the odds on FanDuel Sportsbook to win the national title. They're 55-1. to How do you reconcile those two things? They are a top 10-ish team right now, undefeated uh, in the last rankings, and yet 55-1 to to win it pretty far down the board. Is USC uh, just beating up on some soft teams, or is this a team maybe there's some value there that people are missing? That, that's a good question. I, I think maybe there's some value there. I, I was a little bit wrong on them coming into the season. I thought without Evan Mobley, they were going to regress a little bit defensively and then struggle offensively without Taj E, the, the key guard. But I've been pretty wrong. They're, they're incredible defensively. they number four in the country in defensive two-point percentage. They, they just take away the rim from you entirely with their size. And Boogie Ellis, the Memphis transfer, has stepped in and, and taken over the ED role as the shot maker, kind of the facilitator. The team is really good. I, I think they are probably – I wouldn't put them top 10. I'd have them top 15, top 20-ish. Um, the, the fact that they haven't lost has them a little overinflated in AP rankings. But analytically, 15-ish, if you really like them at, at that 55-1 to 1 price, I think it's, it's worth a stab. They just need to learn how to make free throws. That is their main flaw right now. Uh, Jim, it's tough with uh, just 10 games in, but if we're looking at the top teams in the country, how many do you think have a legitimate chance uh, making a run in March and winning the title? I- I'm hearing you talk about taking some stabs, 55. You're, you've got a great number in Arizona. Um, just hearing you uh, talk about that, attacking the futures market, makes me think that you believe this thing's wide open. Yeah, it's relatively open. I also do a lot of kind of speculative especially in the offseason i did a lot of speculative future stuff um Uh right now i think the top six are gonzaga kansas arizona purdue baylor duke in some order that's not um necessarily like how they should be ranked or anything but i think that's the top top tier 
uh, and the team's capable of playing to the highest ceiling. And then you've got other teams right there with Alabama, UCLA, Houston's been great. Uh, and then some teams that maybe haven't performed to that level, uh, like Texas or even Villanova got wiped out by Baylor. Uh, we saw what Memphis is capable of last night. That team can be really, really good. And you go down the line, there's some teams that have, have started to sneak up, like LSU and Auburn, I think, have really high ceilings. So, yeah, it doesn't feel like last year where I think by this point we were hoping for that Gonzaga-Baylor matchup that got canceled in the non-conference, and then those two ended up going undefeated until late February, until Baylor had their COVID pause. Uh, it's, it's a little more open this season. I think all those top teams that I listed at top six have some flaws that are, you know, potentially exploitable in March, which means it's going to be more about matchups. It's going to be more about who's hot. So I do think it's more open this year than it, than it was last year, especially. I'm curious your thoughts on Baylor. Um, they've beaten two uh, top 25 teams by double digits, outscoring them 132 to 94. What do you think makes this Baylor team so good? It's their, their defense. I mean, it was on display against Villanova. I, I, I thought coming off last year, they lost their, their best three guards and they lost Mark Vidal, a key cog in their defensive uh, mindset. I mean, he was switchable. He was a great rebounder. They could play him at small ball five and, and not be outclassed in terms of size, but they're still, you know, number two in Ken Palm's defensive efficiency. And a big part of it is their freshman forwards, Jeremy Sohan, Kendall Brown. These guys can guard all five positions. They're versatile. They're getting a ton of love from pro scouts. They're, I think at the Villanova game, there were something like 25 teams represented and the main two people they were watching were these two freshmen for Baylor. And when you add some of the offensive pot that the young guys are giving them, uh, some of the guards that have emerged, the, the defense is just really the, the thing that's going to carry the way. But they are a worthy number one team right now. And uh, the, the fact that they're right there to repeat is impressive. It's really impressive. Jim, what's the ceiling for a team like Seton Hall? I really like them. A win against Michigan earlier this season, a win against Texas. They are 9-1, and one, uh, ranked 16th in the country. You can find them at 60-1 to one on FanDuel to win the whole thing. I'm a big fan of their coach as well. What are your thoughts on this Seton Hall team and, and how far you think they could go? Yeah, I like them too. Uh, this is a team we, we were really in on at the three-man weave coming into the, the season. I uh, thought maybe they had the chance to be the second-best team in the Big East, and they're probably right in that conversation now between uh, them and UConn. Even Xavier's been terrific. Uh, they're another team, like Baylor, that's carried by their defense. They're enormous uh, they're currently missing their seven foot two center, Obiagu. He he got banged up against Texas, uh, but I mean they start a six six point guard. They go six six. They can play six ten, six eight, six six in the front court. They're really switchable. They're huge. Um, Kevin Willard's a good defensive coach. He's proven it in the past that he can get these guys to play really strong man to man defense. The question for them is the the offensive ceiling and where where can they get on that end? Um, they've gotten some shot making from Bryce Aiken, the Harvard transfer, uh, and that's what they need. I mean, right now they're sub thirty percent from beyond the arc as a team, and they're going to need to see an uptick there to really break open the ceiling and, and make the run in March. But I think they're going to be feisty in Big East play. They're going to be really good as an underdog because of the way their defense plays up. Um, and even though we won't get them as an underdog many games this year. Um, and then March is just going to come sure. down to the offense for them. And, and Jim, speaking of uh, Texas, lose to the really good teams that they've played, like you mentioned, Seton Hall, Gonzaga early on, and they beat the teams that they should have high expectations with Beard there. 
Uh, what do you think about the Longhorns so far? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm I'm soured on them. I, I watched them some last night against Arkansas Pine Bluff, and you know I get it. That's not the biggest game on their schedule. They're probably not um, rolling out the red carpet for that matchup. But their offense is so disjointed. It, it seems like a lot of the concerns we had coming in in terms of pecking order and who's going to be the guy, the, the go-to guy, and what are they going to run offense for. Those have those have really surfaced. It, it just looks like they're still trying to figure things out. Uh, Marcus Carr, I thought, would be their best player coming in, just in a, a really distributing table setter role, has been not great. Can't shoot this year and hasn't really dished the way I thought he would as a passer. So uh, they still got some real things to figure out offensively. Uh, I think they can be great defensively because they've just got so many athletes and they can go deep in their rotation. But if they don't get things figured out, what they want to run on offense, who they want to run it for, um, and there's just going to be too much indecision, and they're going to have some some long stretches of droughts come conference play. Jim, the ACC used to be such a powerhouse for basketball, and now there's been quite a drop-off. Just one ranked team, that's Duke at number two. What do you think's going on there? <laughs> I don't know. It's The ACC is in some dire, dire straits right now. Uh, Wake Forest almost lost at home to VMI last night. Clemson had struggles with, with Miami, Ohio. I, I think they've, they have something like 13 or 14 top 100 wins as a conference in non-conference. And then they have 10 non-top 100 losses. So like they, the, the league is just not performing up to snuff as an entire, league, as an entire group. And that's going to be tough once they get into conference play because the, the big wins just aren't there. Uh, looking at the net, I think they only have seven teams in the top 100, only one in the top 30. Um, so th- only beating Duke is, is the huge win that you can put at the top of your resume. I, I think they're probably going to end up with four-ish teams in the NCAA tournament. Could go as low as three just because the big wins aren't there. The resumes aren't getting built up in the non-conference. It's weird. It's weird to see this league be this down, but it's going to benefit some of the other conferences, possibly even some mid-major at larges. It's definitely a storyline to watch as we, we head towards March and Selection Sunday. We're talking to Jim Root, three-man weave, the Action Network. Jim, one of the teams used to be in the ACC, and at time was a power, Maryland. Uh, they're having a tough season. They already fired Mark Turgeon, or if he walked away, whatever that situation was, but he's no longer their coach. Um, do you still consider that a big-time job? There was a time where Maryland seemed like one, a great recruiting base down there. Uh, in the D.C. area. What do you think about that school now, that program uh, in the Big Ten? Yeah, it's the ceiling's very high of that on that job, like you said. The the recruiting is, is very fertile in the DMV area. The, the school and administration pours money into that program. They're definitely a basketball school before they're a football school. Uh, I think Turgeon just kind of got stuck with some off-kilter expectations around the room, around the fan base. Um, he was making the NCAA tournament every year. But when you evaluate coaches based on how far they go in March, which is a small sample and, and really subject to luck and, and the breaks of the game, uh, that's when you start you know, being disappointed in the guy. And 
His best team was last year, or the year that was cut short because of the pandemic, 2020. So maybe if he had made a run to the Elite Eight, Elite Eight that year, then he'd still be around and people would be willing to forgive him. But a little bit of bad luck for him there, some bad luck in the tournament. Um, it, it's it's tough. I, I still think it's a great job, and they're going to get probably a really good name this offseason, but they're going to float through this year with Manning in charge and it'd probably be a bubble team or so. Jim, we have less than a minute left. Anything stand out on tonight's card? Uh, one thing I really like is the New Mexico State-Washington State under out west to end the night. I think that play is pretty slow. Um, and then uh, a side pick, I'll say VCU at home against Florida Atlantic. They got their point guard back from an Achilles injury. They're a much different team now over the last two. I, I think that shows up, and they, they get a big win over FAU at home. Great stuff, Jim. We really appreciate you hopping on. Let's do it again soon. Jim Root, three-man weave, Action Network, and the Field of 68. He was on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash Fun shot there with Jim on the other side. Let's do a little nickel or dime. We'll give our thoughts there. Our picks there for each of the uh, each of the scenarios that Jake Asan throws at us, and then lightning bets in about twenty minutes, right here on the BetQL Network. <laughs> <laughs>